Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there. How are you doing? Good. Yeah? Yeah. Excellent. I notice you've got your smooth criminal voice on, which can mean only one thing. One thing. One thing means, well, maybe two things. It means you're either on a date, yeah. but I can confirm that is not the case, nope. or we're doing a trip report yeah. here on the podcast. Hell yeah. That is indeed the case. It's been a bit of a slow news week, and therefore we thought we would uh, start finishing up this series of trip reports that we've kind of had on the back burner for a little while here. Uh, long-time listeners will know that the two of us have been to Florida relatively recently. It feels like only yesterday. Well, it kind of does. I'm, I'm, it does and it doesn't. Yeah. It, it feels like when, when I sit down and think about it, it I, I, I remember it pretty vividly. I'm like, oh yeah, that wasn't that long ago. But then the first time someone says to me about Florida, it takes a minute for me to be like, oh yeah, I went there this <laughs> I year. I went there. Yeah. That seems like ages ago. Because there seems to be these days about six months worth of news every day. Oh, it's manic. Which mean, which like, not like useful lose, news to us. You lose track of time. Yeah. Um, not useful theme park news. No, exactly. But, we, we need more theme park news yeah. is, is really what we need. I mean, we were spoiled last week somewhat with the announcement of a new theme park. Yeah. Um, Universal's Epic Universe. Have you come around on the name at all no. since then? Nope. No? I'm still intrigued by these dueling coasters that are part of the hub, though. That is still... Still intrigued. Have you had any more thoughts about it since last week? What, what you reckon? <sighs> Just, like, the design of it doesn't look like, you know, they, they're doing the di- the dragon thing. No. So they're not bringing that back, even though that was a fan favourite. It's, it's some other... And it looks a bit Tron-like, you know, with the styling on the artwork. I'm going to go this. out on a limb here. I don't think it will be Tron. Uh, you reckon? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm going to put it out there. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I don't... If, I can't. You don't yet. reckon they're going to put a Disney property that currently get a ride being built <laughs> in a Disney park just down the road? Well, I mean, it wouldn't be the first Disney-owned thing to end up in a Universal it's park. True. So maybe we shouldn't rule it out. <laughs> but I'm going to go out on a limb, as I say, and, uh, and predict that there will be no Tron presence. Oof. Speaking of Disney, that is where we're headed today. We're, we're doing Animal Kingdom. But before we dive in, Oof. Josh... Something truly remarkable has happened this yeah. past week. Groundbreaking. Ground I said it had been breaking. a slow news week, and it has. But there has still been a very, very, very significant development yes. in the uh, world of theme parks. We've had an email. We've had an email. We've had an email. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> We've had an email, and my goodness me, it's been a long time coming. Oh. But what a moment. What? What a moment. What a season. When you messaged me a screenshot of your phone notifications with an actual email <laughs> to the Park Rush email address, which yeah. is... Podcast at parkrush.com. I thought... It, it took me a minute to... I, I mean, I probably could look up my exact reaction. It was something along the lines of, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up. Is that a legit email? <laughs> it turns out it was. It was. It actually was a legit email. So, was. I mean, it would be... You know, remiss of us not to acknowledge it and read it, it on the show. Be, yes. Not least because um, not only was there a nice message involved, but also some uh, information, some useful information yeah. about something we spoke about last week when we were talking through the Universal uh, Universal's Epic Universe uh, plan. So, um, 
So Josh, go right ahead. Who who got in touch and what have they what have they had to say? Uh, one uh, Mr. Ben. Mr. Ben, yes, we'll we'll leave it at that. Uh, Mr. Ben. Yeah, he used to go into a shop, uh, get different costumes on, go to different periods in time. Of course. Um, I don't know if that's a re- no one's going to get that outside of England, right? Um, I would be very very surprised. But yeah. then you've made references that no one would get outside of like <laughs> the, the immediate vicinity. Yeah. So, People that went to our school. Exactly. I mean, we. I think at least twice you've brought up the donuts that we used to get served in sixth form. Yes, that is so, true. So, yeah. you know, nothing is out of bounds for you, Josh. I just feel people need to know. <laughs> well, you know. Mr. Ben is great. Uh, both the person that has emailed us mm. and the show. Especially the person that's emailed yes. us, I would say. The yeah. definitive Mr. Ben. So I should probably read that email. You, you should. Yeah. So, this is from Ben. Thanks, Ben. Uh, hey, Tom and Josh. First of all, really love the podcast. Same. <laughs> uh, thanks, Ben. Uh, I've been listening to it for a few weeks now and slowly going through the back catalogue. Brave man. Very, very brave. Uh, always Audio ma- quality was questionable for <laughs> at was. least seven weeks. So, uh, maybe start at like episode eight. Always makes me literally laugh out loud, which has been a problem a couple of times is... I typically listen when trying to walk my newborn to sleep. Ah. Well, uh, congratulations on your newborn. Indeed. Uh, Indeed. Maybe maybe they will be a fan one day. Maybe. We, we should we should sell Park Crush baby gear. Oh, yeah. Baby Park, grows. Park Crush bottles, like milk bottles, or... or uh, I, was, I almost said nappies. That would be very weird. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> nappies are off. <laughs> yes. I've always... Wanted, you know you've made it when there's a cartoon version of you on a nappy. Take a dump on our face. Yes, exactly. It's no less than what this podcast deserves is to be shat on by a baby. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll try and be less funny in the future. Yes. Yeah. I uh, mean, it comes so naturally, so it'll be difficult. It does. But um, I'm glad to know that, you know, there are now three people that laugh at this podcast. <laughs> uh, just listen to your latest episode where you were talking about the third slash fourth Universal Park. Mm. Third. And you mentioned... The Donkey Kong ride. We did. We did. This this rumoured, heavily rumoured Donkey Kong ride that yeah. will form part of the Nintendo section and, uh, of I the believe park. we were discussing, obviously, how they're going to do it, because there's usually jumps and yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, we, we spoke in last week about how quite often uh, in the minecart levels of Donkey Kong games, there are uh, sort of jumping sections where there are breaks in the tracks and things like that, and it would have been interesting to know... Whether or not they would be able to do something to incorporate that into a into a ride, well, which good is, news. is is rumored to be a minecart. Good news, sort of, uh, sort of ride. Ben's hooked us up. Ben has hooked us up. Uh, I saw an article about this last month, and it looks like it will be a clever new roller coaster system where your cart is attached with a fixed arm to the actual coaster train, several feet below you. Mm. The real track will be hidden to the side, uh, which means uh, that. The cart that you're in can look like it's jumping from train track to train track, minecart track to minecart track, going on, you know, missing gaps of the fake mine track. Yeah. Um, it's got links to the article and to a 3D concept video. Very nice. Um, he said it looks like it will be pretty awesome. Excellent uh, stuff. Which is true. Uh, but he's curious as how they'll make the cart feel like it's running on the fake track when it will presumably not be able to touch it at all. Haptic seats, maybe? Haptic seats, that's a good shout. Keep up the great podcast, Ben. 
Thanks very much, Ben. Cheers, Ben. I'll try my best, uh, and so will Josh, to keep up this great... Uh, it's all downhill from here. Great podcast. <laughs> it is all downhill. We've had an email. That's We've all had I an email. Well, Josh, oh. turns out I've got another email here oh. addressed to the Park Rush team. Uh, it is from a Mr. P. Powell, and it concerns our SoundCloud bill. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, it's gone up to nine ninety nine a month. What? I know. It's a shambles yep. and a disgrace. That's a lot of money. It's quite a lot, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe we should sack this whole thing off. <laughs> £10 a month to host this. Are you having a... That is uh, interesting. I guess before we go on to this... Uh, you know, trip report. Trip report. That's mm. what we're doing now. Uh, how do you reckon they might do it? The fake track. How are they going to make that experience feel like you're on the tr- the fake tracks? Well, I, I don't know. I think something Universal has certainly excelled at in recent times is is creating uh you know the illusion of of movement in their rides and also the illusion of i guess the kind of uh ride vehicle that you are in you know in terms you think of the harry potter rides for example you know the forbidden journey and the 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 unique um sort of arm mechanic yeah the cougar arm arm. so they're no strangers to these kinds of innovative ride systems which you know, the whole point of them is to create this illusion of of what's actually happening. Yes. So the idea of um, this Donkey Kong ride system being attached to a, a another arm of some sort um, that is able to uh, make the ride operate in a way that the track you can see wouldn't suggest. Yeah. Uh, is is interesting. It's cool. I guess we you could have it actually ride on the fake tracks, right? Uh, I guess. And then you'd have it, because then it would still be programmed into the system mm. where you need to lift yeah. the car up. So you could still have it ride on the tracks and then at the end of the, the jump, say, or whatever, you can jump over and then you can it will bring it down safely onto the fake mm. tracks again. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, it sounds like innovation is going to be a big part of Certainly the Nintendo Land, from everything we've heard about Mario Kart so far, there are yeah. all sorts of crazy rumours about that one in terms of creating illusions of speed and kind of drifting sensations, suggestions it could even have uh, augmented reality yep. uh, involved as well. I'd imagine that could be for stuff like the power-up boxes that you drive into in the games. That'd or- be cool. Who knows? But yeah, uh, I, I expect big things. I think the Nintendo Land, uh, there'll be you know big pressure on them to deliver something really, really amazing. So yeah. uh, I'm hoping that um, they can live up to expectations on that front. Guess we'll have to wait and see. We will. We've got a few years until that's built. We will have to wait and see. Animal um, Kingdom, though. But Animal Kingdom is here right now. You can go today. Yeah. Um, or tomorrow, whenever you like. Yeah. It's there. It's open. Yeah. And we've both been. We have both recently. Yeah. So we're going to t- take you through our experience of Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Which, uh, strangely for me, um, it was a very it was it was a weird weather day. It was quite chilly. Ooh. So I wore a jumper. Th- this jumper I'm wearing now, in fact. What? This is, I've not cleaned it since Animal Kingdom. This is how committed I am to this episode. It still smells of Pandora. It's a uh... It's a perfect colour for Animal Kingdom. It's a good Animal Kingdom colour. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's a sort of foresty green. Uh, um, yeah, like an olive. Yeah, an olive green. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah that, that, that makes more sense. Um, but yes, I have watched it, by the way. I'm, 
Phew. I'm just pulling your leg. Hey. And uh, yes, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a weirdly chilly day. It was. Uh, in some ways, it kind of added to the uh, the mystique of, of of certain uh, parts of the park. Everest. Um, it felt like he was uh, literally yes. in the Himalayas. Animal Kingdom's got a really good sense of place. I find. I think it's yeah. one of the most visually stunning parks of the whole lot. And, yeah. And you, you other really... than Dinoland USA, you are in that area. As yeah. Were. Yeah. And and Disney is certainly. It feels like everyone really is gravitating towards putting you in the middle of uh, locations you recognise from movies and and whatnot. You know, fictional locations. Whereas Animal Kingdom does an amazing job of transporting you to actual yeah. locations based on places in our real life. Yes, um, it does an amazing job um, of, of I, that. This is very much. Uh, I don't know if you know Joe Brody. Joe Brody. He's one um, of the Disney Imagineers. He's oh, one okay. of the chief Imagineers. Right. This is very much his baby. Does okay. a lot of work. Is, is he still at Disney? He is. Ah. Uh, he What's he been on working on recently? The last thing I definitely know him to have worked on is Avatar. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, Avatar is probably where we're going to start here because everyone rushes to Avatar. Oh, do they? You have to. Yep. So we, we got did. there at nine o'clock Oof. on the dot. On we the were, dot. We were early. Was you there for rope drop? Uh, yes, we were. Oof. We we were we were good to go. We rocked up at Pandora and were told. That to get on the flight of passage, yep. the marquee attraction, yep. uh, it was going to be a three and a half hour wait. Yeah. So a three and a half hour queue had developed. Um, it was extra magic hours, so the park had opened early for hotel guests. But even then, for a three and a half hour queue to have developed, uh, it's kind of insane. Yeah, um, so... Worth pointing out that it did end up being closer to two. Okay. Uh, it was about it was two and a bit, so it was having been told it was three and a half... That was that was pretty good. Yeah. But it certainly still a long queue. I yes. mean it was the longest we waited for any ride during our entire stay in Florida this year, so it was it was worth it though. We uh so obviously we had the kids. Three you certainly did. Little little children. Um one <laughs> of them uh, under three, so basically can't go on anything. Oh. Um also means that it's really hard to do rope drop. Right. Because kids Madness, you know, yeah, food, all that stuff. They need to eat far more regularly than you'd uh, apparently appreciate. Um, but they're so little, I know, right? Doesn't make any sense. I'm like, I don't even eat breakfast, I don't eat lunch. Just give me one meal at the end of the day. Well, let me think park this bad when boy. you're thing parking, you mean? Yeah, or is it? Oh, okay. I couldn't, like, you know, well, that stall's empty. I'm gonna grab myself a churro mm. as I'm walking past, yeah. Other than that, you're you're there for the ride. You're there to get stuff done. You're a businessman. Yeah, I'm a businessman. You're a businessman. I'm on a podcast. Indeed. Don't really. I mean, I I keep meaning to ask you when you're going to stop wearing a suit. (laughs) Hey, got stuff that needs doing. Suit time. Yep, it's true. Uh, We ended up queuing basically in Africa. Uh, Wait, wait, what? Hang on. Oh, I see what you mean. Right. So, for people that might not be familiar, I, I, there might be people out there who have not been to Animal Kingdom, yes. by the way. So, when you come in, you're in a section called the Oasis, and then you basically... The thing with Animal Kingdom is you you, you don't have to, but it's kind of... I mean, when you first get in there... Well, Siri, listen until I've finished. Maybe you will understand what I'm getting at here. But when you first get into the park, everyone has to walk towards the Tree of Life. Yep. And then from there, you decide which direction you want to go off in. Yeah, it's a, a hub-and-spoke design, but it's kind of an odd hub-and-spoke design. 
Yeah, because you can traverse directly between land around yeah. the edge once you're in them, right? Yes. But, but So you can just do a big loop in that sense. But there are ones that you need to return to the tree yeah. to get so back out to... Pandora and Dino Land, you have to go back to the tree. To get out to those spokes, yeah. right? What's well, kind of weird, if you're in Pandora and want to get to Dino Land... It's quicker to go back to the tree. Yes. But you can do an entire lap of the park to yeah. get them. But what you can't do is go through Oasis. No. So think of Oasis as Main Street. Yeah. And that's kind of like a spoke in this in this uh, park. Yeah. Uh, with the tree as the hub. And Pandora is to the left of Oasis. Dinoland is to the right. But you cannot... There is no thoroughfare... Linking Pandora, Oasis, and Dino Land, so Absolutely you have to go yep. to to the tree. Yeah. So with that in mind, to get to Avatar, uh, which is what I assume we both did, yes. uh, to start our days, uh, you head to the tree, you hook a left, and then you uh, stand in a line for the foreseeable future. Yeah, uh, and we literally did. So we we came in, and you come into Avatar, and it looks quite cool. It's a very very cool looking. It's it's theme park environment and the sunlight doesn't do it justice no it you need to see that bad boy at night you certainly do oh. it looks amazing at night time yeah yeah um we hooked and then we saw people queue and was like well this is the queue mm. so we hooked a right and we basically walked all the way up this pathway which is the nothing key pathway yeah all the way to basically africa right um on this map that we've got there is a sort of toilet booth here uh, yes, I think I think we we went up this way as well because they also say to you right, if you need the toilet, you're going to want to go now. Yeah. Um, so so we was queuing before that, the queue went all the way up to those toilets. Yeah. And then circled back around on itself, came back down again. Yeah, I think that's not dissimilar to where we ended up getting in the queue. Yeah. It's um, it's a absolute madness of a queue. It certainly is. I mean, once you get into Pandora, as we've said, it looks spectacular. Yeah. They've Nailed the whole uh, floating islands, oh. floating rocks um, aesthetic from the movie, uh, which I must admit, I think the, maybe the best thing I can say for the the design and the uh, the look of this of this land, Pandora, is that you made me want to go and watch the film. Yes, like I haven't seen this film in almost a decade. Does it really look this good? This is wild. It's like. This looks amazing, and and it also got me excited for you know future Disney projects of this kind of scale. I.e. Oh, you mean like Avatar two? Uh, yes, and um, through five. Uh, yes, At six. I, I actually meant Galaxy's Edge oh. in terms of this <laughs> sense of being transported to a, a sort of otherworldly place. You know, the attention to detail was absolutely amazing, and um, so that was that was cool because obviously much of the um, uh, the queue for the ride is just out in the land so there's plenty to look at uh, there but then once you're actually kind of in the more formal queue area for the ride yeah there's still plenty to look at uh, yeah you, you sort there of traverse well. halfway up the hillside yes which is beautiful scenery waterfalls, like waterfalls and, and flowers and tr- big trees the floating rocks it's yeah. spectacular stuff and then you go inside and then you end up going inside yeah and uh i got Stuck right by a group of school kids. Wonderful. Oh. Wonderful. Uh, there was no control over these kids. No. No one was providing uh, 
Any direction? Any yeah. authority? No authority was to be had. Dearing me. And you're um, just sitting there and you're standing there in your suit. In my, in shaking my business your head. suit, yeah. Someone get looking at my watch. <laughs> Someone get these kids under control. God damn it. <laughs> uh, that, and the queue inside feels really long as well. It, I mean, it's it's kind of relatively uninteresting for a spell and then yeah. you get into the sort of um there's like a lab section so avatar right there i'm trying to remember the whole setup of avatar is basically humans have traveled to this planet called pandora yeah there's this rare resource called unobtainium um yeah. but it's we don't also, like the native americans we don't like the natives i mean uh the navi the navi and you've kind of got these sort of these splits in the human group. Yeah, but you've the got main Con- character has a love interest with Pocahontas. I mean, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but basically, the setup is humans have, have established a base on Pandora, and the way they then go and explore the planet is by linking themselves up to these kind of avatars. Avatars. That's which literally are designed to look and, and act like the, the Navi, the native Navi. Yeah. So once you get into the kind of uh, sci-fi base uh, looking part of the queue yeah there's all sorts of cool stuff to look there's at there's some really cool stuff there's a big sort of tank with one of these avatars in it yeah and I it's hard to tell what it is exactly it looks so real it's so incredible that the, thing the, the, the movements of it the scale and of the presumably the model I, I'm assuming it's a model yeah it's really impressive and there's like scientific experiments with like yeah, microorganisms and stuff that are in, and it's like moving. Yeah, it's like a liquid, and you're like, "How are they even doing this?" It's wild. It's wild. And then you keep making your way through, and then I guess Disney would probably consider the start of the attraction to be when you are, you know, when it gets to the point where they ask how many people are in your party. Yes, it's and when you get allocated a position to stand. Yes, and there's a little bit of a sort of pre-show yeah. part where someone is basically giving you the preamble of what you're about to go through. Yeah. Um, because the idea is that you are going to get hooked up to one of these avatars and then go and uh, fly one of these uh, banshees, is what they're called. Yes. The, uh, so I just kept making Halo references. <laughs> Fast love! Over absolutely everyone's head, which was great. Um, but I, I quite like all the pre-show stuff. I, I think it's got as, not got a great reputation. Maybe there's just loads of sort of um, fatigued Thing Park fans who have done it loads of times. Yeah. But as someone who was doing it for the first time, I, like, oh, I really liked cool. all that yeah. stuff. And I it was thought, like quite like, hey, you need to stand on your position. Yeah, I really bought into it. Yeah. Is, the idea is like they're scanning you. Yeah, and, and if you sure moved off your spot, then it would go red. Yeah. Um, and then once you finally get funneled into the ride room, yeah. and you, you, you straddle this sort of machine that is, you know, I guess the closest approximation... If to real life, it's like a horse, but you know, a very low yeah. sitting horse, mate. It's like a, I don't know. I guess it's it, like probably what the saddle. I guess that's it? probably what the Tron ride is going to be like. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so if you've been to Shanghai, what about the Hagrid coaster? Is that what that's like? Is that is that the Hagrid coaster? Uh, yeah, the new two per row. Yeah, the motorbike side. Would the motorbike be side would be similar to this. Yes, but this you're really encouraged to sort of lean forward. Oh yeah, like you're on a like. Like you're like Brixton in uh, Hobbs and Shaw on his <laughs> motorbike. I'm sure that's what they were going for. Yeah. Very forward thinking these Disney Imagineers. Yeah, and um, they're like Universal got a hit on their hands with that Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, they should do, they should do a Brixton ride. They should pull out Supercharged, yeah. copy Flight of Passage. Everyone is Idris Elba. 
on one of his motorbikes. You're an Idris Elba's crew. Oh, You've all yeah. got motorbikes. But, but only Idris Elba has the fancy motorbike. Yeah, but this is a special occasion. It's, it's We're true, in training. True, yeah. um, we've all got the superpowers now. We've all got superpowers now. Yeah. I'm white Superman, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> we just call him Superman. Oh, okay. Because um, racism. Yeah. Uh, and you get your 3D glasses. So I, I'm pretty hyped by this point. I was still like really super good thing park rides. Actually. You kind of you kind of get a sense for oh this is going to be good. Like before it even starts, and I was getting that vibe from this. I was thinking this is going to be cool. I I feel cool right now. Like I've got these ridiculous goggles yeah. on shore, but I'm sort of, I've never got into a ride like this. It was also what oh, I was thinking. Like I'm I felt you know really yeah. low, straddling this motorbike, holding onto these handles. It just felt cool. And then, uh, well, it begins, and it's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing. So my, I never, if you couldn't have guessed, didn't really like Avatar. No, I mean, it's it's fine. Like I said, it made me want to go and watch it again, but, you know, I didn't. (laughs) Yes, and then you remembered the film. I still haven't watched it since 2009. Yeah. Um, you had the game as well. I had the game. Because that was 3D on the It was one of the first sort of 3D games yeah. when they started doing doing that. I mean, th- remember 3D TVs? Yeah. Yeah. That's 3D. Is it? Your yeah. TV right there? That's active it? 3D as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Um, I think the one downstairs is still 3D. Yeah. Passive. Fair enough. Whatever. But Not that anyone uses it. Um, so I was like, man, I hope... This doesn't really have a massive connection to the film because yeah, but it I'm doesn't be lost. Oh no, it's just hey, look at these amazing sights, and you're Isn't in it. Isn't this beautiful? You're in it, and you're. Oh, it's relaxing but it's thrilling at the same so time. Good. It's it's just it's just nice. Yeah, it's just it's just a really pleasant experience whilst also creating a really good sense because the banshee you're on is this sort of flying creature. Yeah. Uh, and and the way the 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 ride vehicle moves around. I mean, we were talking earlier. Uh, ben was suggesting earlier. Oh, how are they going to make it feel like the Donkey Kong roller coaster is leaping over things and whatever? Yeah. I mean, the way Disney have made these uh, vehicles feel like they're flying, yeah. but also feel like they're breathing. You can feel it breathing. You can feel it breathing. It's ridiculous. Ugh. It's amazing. It's helped as well by the fact that you never want to take your eyes off the screen. The quality of the screen is incredible. Yeah. I mean, we spoke when we did our Islands of Adventure trip report about the fact that, oh, this Forbidden Journey screen could do with some work. I mean, I was baffled and, well, not baffled, I was kind of surprised when I found out that they had apparently upgraded the, the Forbidden Journey screen because yeah. it doesn't feel like that no. to me. I mean, Spider-Man, I think, still looks pretty sharp. They have upgraded that one, and they did a good job. But this is on another level. This Avatar thing looks absolutely sensational. The sense of depth is pin-sharp. The the image quality is spectacular. And it's just such a vast, colourful landscape. Yeah. Uh, And the way you, quote-unquote, traverse it, it's just really exciting, and it's... uh, it's great. I, 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 I'm pretty certain I was just smiling like a goofball the whole time. And you, it's one of them rides where it's like, I wish I could go straight back on this. Yeah, I know, but you can't. Yeah, <laughs> You can't because like, the queue's even longer. There are lots of really good rides where you kind of go, okay, I can just go on to the next one now. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, you're kind of like, man, I wish I could. Yeah. I really wish I could just go on this a couple more times. It's, it's really good. I mean, I mean, it's worth uh, repeating as well, as, as long-time listeners will know, uh, 
Josh, you especially, you don't really like screen. We don't not like them, but you're, you're less of a, you're less into screen based rides yeah. than you are into other types of rides. Yes. Um, but this one, I mean, this has no animatronic action, nothing no. really. It's it's full on screen. Yeah. Helped by the the ride vehicle being so unique and I guess providing so much cool haptic feedback. But other than that, it's totally screen based, and you still obviously thought it was great. Yeah. Um. I mean. Don't get me wrong, I, I really, I, well, I used to really like Soaring until they ruined it. And that's screen-based. Yeah. But I, uh, there's a there's a place for screens, there's a place for not screens, I think is the key point there. Yeah. Um, but and how are you going to do Avatar without screens? Well, yes. And, and I do think there's something to be said for, you know, and I'm sure this was in their thoughts, you know, Avatar, if nothing else, was kind of groundbreaking in the way it brought 3D of that. scale and scope into the mainstream and this kind of this honors that really well in the quality of its 3d and And uh, its visuals generally are brilliant there are a lot of uh theme park fans out there like myself that think that gringotts is the weaker of the harry potter rides because of how screen heavy it is yeah um and so i think that may well have played a part when it came to avatar Quite possibly, quite possibly, but it's it's really fantastic, and like you, I really wanted to do it again. But hey, uh, next time, next time. But, yeah, uh, highly recommend. Yes, if, if you if you've got a trip to Animal Kingdom coming up and you've not done Avatar yet, then it's absolutely worth queuing for. Do head there first, and and wait as long as it takes. It's it's really yeah, really that's, good. That's uh, that's flight of passage. It, it is that's flight of passage. And then there is another ride in yes. Pandora, which I found very underwhelming. I have to the say, the Navi River Journey. The Navi River Journey, which you know you have to do. We've done it before. Yeah. It was it was a long queue, another long queue, well in excess of an hour, well in excess of an hour, coming straight onto it from flight of passage. Yeah, the queue is dull as dishwater. There's nothing going on. It's uh, it's kind of not dissimilar from the Jungle Cruise queue at Magic Kingdom, but I think even less interesting than that. There's there's really nothing uh, to look at. I th- I think they've done a very good job of recreating the world in real mm. um, of Pandora of Pandora. Yeah, but most of the queue for this ride is just underneath. You know, yeah. you're under shelter, so. At least it's got that, you know, it's raining or whatever. But there's nothing. It's just, it's just a queue going back. On, yeah. Oh, back, sorry. Back yeah. yeah. Well, you, 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 if you, if you spoke 360 on the spot, you would just see people. Yeah. There's nothing to look no. at. But once you get on the the boat, it's very short ride. Yeah. I mean, this is like you know, it's a it's a it's a Disney dark ride. There's there's, there's you know, it's not really a ride. You, you're on a boat. Going extremely slowly, and you're just looking it's a, at it's a part of the you're Caribbean. just looking at stuff. It's a part of the Caribbean, but there's not even a drop or anything no. like that. It's very, very tame. And I've got to be honest with you, I was kind of, kind of done with with the with what I was looking at pretty quickly. Yeah, it, it's mostly just you know the the actual uh, physical stuff that you're looking at is all kind of this fake foliage. Yeah, and then they've got some clever sort of depth effects going on where there are screens positioned within the foliage at yeah. different distances from the boat, so they kind of create this illusion of different creatures clambering around in the trees and stuff. Some further away, some right close to you. But you're not really looking at anything particularly interesting. And the only part that really impressed me, to be honest, was towards the end where there is this animatronic Navi, which is you know 
Uh, no exaggeration to say, probably one of the best theme park animatronics I've seen. Yeah, the, he's meant the, to be like a witch doctor. Yeah, the, how nuanced it moves is yeah. just unbelievable. I mean, it's incredible. It looks like a real thing. Yeah. I, I could buy it as a real thing. It's it's mad, but you don't see it for very long. Um, ours wasn't helped by the fact that the boats got stuck and all kind of caught up with one another at one yeah, point. That's quite- which Annoyingly common. Yeah, I, I find as well on on the Disney rides of that type. It happens quite a lot on the Fantasyland stuff. Yeah, I find. Small World. And yeah, Small World. Happens a on bigger Pirates. Fender. Pirates as well. The Little Mermaid ride at Magic Kingdom. It's happened there too right, for me. Yeah. So that was a bit of a bummer because it kind of meant the the last section with the Navi felt a little bit out of time and out of sync. But it was still impressive to look at. But yeah, I I. I guess I was glad to have done it. I don't know. I, I think if I'd known what it was, I'm not convinced I would even have queued for it, I, having not even done it before. I'm not sure it would have been worth it. I was glad time. to have done it because I have never done it before. Yeah. I mean, um, that, in that sense, in the would I, if I knew what it was before going into it, yeah. would I have bothered? Hmm. Nah. No, I don't think I would either. I think I would rather, considering it was you know another hour and a quarter, I would rather spend another two hours queuing for... Flight of Passage, yeah. an hour and a quarter yeah. to do this one in yes. addition. I would yeah. skip this one and do and spend the extra hour queuing for Flight of Passage again. Yes. Um, Did you get any so, yeah. of the food or drink items? No, I've heard very good things about the, um, the food options in Pandora, but I've got to be honest with you, none of it strikes me as kind of what I would consider theme park grub. Right, I've spoken yeah. before about my fondness for a good cookie. At these theme parks, you know, I'm I'm a fan of a baked treat, but of yes. course at the Disney parks, it's all Starbucks stuff when yep. it comes to pastries. So I'm less interested in that. So to be honest with you, uh, when it comes to eating at the Disney parks, I mean, for our breakfast slash brunch, it is it is Starbucks, but you know we'll, we'll eat there, but it's nothing I'm going to remember or write home about. Uh, but we did eat at Animal Kingdom because it was our one and only day at Disney and it was obviously very, very expensive. So we, we made an entire day of it. Yes. Saw it through to the very end and we did have dinner there because of that. And we went into the um, quick service, uh, the uh, the T-Rex, the Dinosaur Cafe. It's called something like, it's got a stupid name like Cafe Saurus Rex or something like that. Uh, we'll probably, when we get round there, we'll talk about that. But what were you going to say about the food in Pandora? I, well, that's uh, what I've been trying to look up. Uh, oh, the, like a menu. Yes. Yeah, there's some pretty kind of fancy sounding stuff uh, in here, to be it? honest. Lunch and dinner. Like, if I was, when I think of, hey, uh, what, what theme park grub would, could make, for some good Instagram content, it's this avatar menu. Yes, so this is what I had. I had a Night Blossom. All right. Which is layers of apple and dessert pear limeade. Okay. Uh, topped with passion fruit boba balls. Oh, and this is a drink? Yes. And how was that? Was that good? Delightful. Delightful? I didn't realise how awesome boba was. Was it five ninety nine worth of delightful? It's quite possibly the best drink I've ever had at Disney. Oh, wow. Or Universal. What other kind of drinks have you had there beyond, you know, Diet Coke and water? Um, you had a butter beer, Butter beer, yeah. yeah. That's probably it, actually. <laughs> Great. All right, well, you heard it here first. It's better than butter beer. It's just so cool. Uh, like, I, but how I, it compares it's not, to anything else, we cannot comment. It's not 
uh, it just it's just really super refreshing. Super certainly mm. how hot it is in Florida. Animal Kingdom is quite um, Animal Kingdom is especially humid. Yes, I, I mean it humid. wasn't for me this year, but I've done it before. When I yeah, it it, it gets the, hot. The trees like being that dense. I yes, guess, holds it in. Um, and so it's just it's like because it's uh, the limeade is like frozen, so it's like a slushy. Right. And you got these boba balls, and you bite the boba balls, and they burst in your mouth. Ooh. And it's like, oh. Nice. Yeah. It's well, very nice. I'm glad you like balls bursting in your mouth. Lo- <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, let's move on from yes, this, please. Yes, let's do that. So we head up uh, around the outside here, or, or you can go back to the tree yeah. if you so choose. I think uh, we went back to the tree. Right. Mainly because this route is kind of boring. Yes, that's fair. Um, so we went back through to the tree. And we're going to head up to Africa. Yep. Bless the rains. Which is um, mostly animal stuff. So, uh, as the name would suggest, this is a, a part zoo, part theme park. Yeah, um, there kind are of is. Um, plenty of kind of definitely is. animal exhibits to uh, to fill your boots with as well. There are tigers, there are lions, there are no bears. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> there are uh, various primates. There are birds. There are all sorts. Um, some of the animals you can only see if you go out on the uh, safari, which Ooh. is in Africa, correct? The Kilimanjaro yeah, safari. Yeah, the Kilimanjaro safari. Kilimanjaro uh, is in I'm Africa. A big, I'm a big fan of the Kilimanjaro safari. Uh, yeah. At, I remember the very first... Uh, we went to Animal Kingdom the very first year it opened, 98. Yes. Which was the first time we went to Florida. Yeah, same. And when Animal Kingdom first opened, I don't know if they still do this, but they did safaris at about 6 a.m. They don't do that anymore. And we did one. I don't believe. I might be slightly exaggerating, but it was early. It was like early morning safari. Right, before yeah. It was before nine. It was six or seven. It was early, early, early. Uh, and I remember that being great, even, you know, as however old I would have been then. Five well, you used to be able to get a boat out to um, the island in the middle of Seven Seas Lagoon. Right. Or the other lagoon. I can't remember. I can't remember what that one's called. Um, which used to have like a bird sanctuary on it. Huh. Which is now shut. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think the safari is still a good time. Uh, it depends. A, well, I was going to say it depends a little bit on your driver. Um, the driver isn't. This isn't a jungle cruise situation where they're just cracking wires the whole time. They do no. actually give you some, you know, actual information yeah. about the animals that you're looking at. There used to be a story to this. Yes, of course. Um, about poachers mm. and how poaching is bad. Yeah, it um, certainly is. Can confirm. Uh, poaching the, is bad. The mummy elephant dies. Mm. Um, the Baby elephant is left all alone. Ends up in the circus. Yeah. It's got massive ears. It certainly does. Uh, <laughs> but they've scrapped that now. They've scrapped that storyline. Mm. Just pure pseudo safari, I guess you could call it. it certainly is. Yeah. And of um, course, the animals are roaming pretty free out there. Mm. So uh, the safari can obviously be, you know, a fairly unique experience each time. Yeah. Um, or it could be the giraffes. Boring as hell. It, it can be very boring if if the animals aren't of a mind to get out yeah. and, and and be seen. I mean, we did it very late in the day this year, and it wasn't particularly easy to spot. Yeah, it's quite hard to see uh, the lions on our. Yeah, I would suggest the most reliable animals in terms of actually coming out and making themselves seen are the giraffes. They can get up pretty close to the truck at times yeah. and will block its path. They'll sort of quite happily amble across the uh, the road and, um, and the slow you down. The various deer-like uh, animals. Yeah. 
the not necessarily deer or related to the deer well, like gazelles and antelope and yeah. that kind of that kind of thing there yeah yes uh, from the african savanna the yes. plains yes they're always keen uh, they're a hippo as well it's hard to get a good view of the hippos gators crocs, crocs. yeah i guess not gators crocs yeah yeah so there's it's worth doing definitely i think you want to do it early in the day uh, when when visibility is good yeah i don't know ideally. if they're still doing it but they were trialing for a while um, sort of, they removed all of the animals that were daytime animals and brought in nighttime animals. Oh, and made it a, a sort of more unique, yes, a nighttime d- experience, yes, a dusk experience. So was that for sort of different parts of the year? It would, you, it would only be a nighttime thing, would it be? Or wait, they don't go in during the day and be like, right, everyone, out, animals this way. Yeah, sort of usher animals out of the way and then bring some more in. Do well, they, they don't keep the animals on the savanna. No, they must they, have other places to go. Yeah, yeah, they store them like they do in a zoo. Right? Yeah, um, but yeah, they they would shepherd them out during at some point during the day. Oh right, when the sort of changeover. Yeah, and bring in other animals. Oh right, right animals. fair enough. But they don't do that anymore. Uh, it was they were trialing it. I don't know whether it's stuck or not. Yes, we're we're not we're not infallible here when it comes to information. Sometimes we just don't know stuff. Uh, however. Uh, what I can tell you, Josh, is that there are other animal exhibits in Africa. There's uh, there's the gorillas. Yes. They're not on the safari. They are just they have their own space. Mm. Uh, there's also uh, well, there used to be. I, I'm a little bit confused as to whether it's still here. So it wasn't open when I was there, and I'm not quite sure what the situation with it is now. But there there used to be something called Rafiki's Planet Watch, which yes. was kind of this very kids. Uh, friendly, kid-focused, almost. You had to get edu- a train, right? You had to get a little train, and it was this little educational area where there was also a petting zoo. Yeah, and you could meet Rafiki. Yes, uh, the petting zoo was, you know, like goats, yep. that kind of thing. Uh, Animals you can pet. Yes, indeed. And uh, it wasn't accessible when I was there uh, during spring break, U.S. spring break, and I, and I believe there has been talk of it being uh, ditched completely. So I'm not quite sure what the state of play with it is right now, but uh, if it's still around, I, I find it worth going to, to check out. I've got a cool Excellent. photo of me with Rafiki from about four years ago, which I will uh, forever cherish, frankly. Lovely. Because he's a good lad, Rafiki. There's um, there's some... A very good lad. Pumbaa-type folk around there, right? There are some Pumbaa-type folk. I love me some Pumbaa-type yeah. type folk. They're not oh. hanging out with any... Timon type folk, unfortunately, Timon geezers. They, they keep them separate here. But hey ho, um, hey ho, um, who's hey ho? Uh, that's the hey ho's the chicken. Hey ho's the chicken from Moana. Um, yes, you're correct. You can also do extra money, um, a sort of walk over the um, bit where the safari is. All right. So there's like rope bridges that you can walk across. Oh, nice. And that sort of thing. But you have to pay extra for that. Right. I really do rate, and we would have spoken about this on our Bush Gardens trip report. But I, I really rate the. Um, the uh, the extra safari that you can do at Bush Gardens. Um, yes. Uh, pay extra and you you can go and... F- it's basically Kilimanjaro Safari, but it's uh, more interactive and you get to feed the giraffes and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, is the Lion King show in Africa? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So this is kind of like a highlights reel of the Broadway show. Yes. Animal Kingdom, they have... You know, it's, the it's, not like, it's not like cats. No. Oh, my word. <laughs> Let's not go there. Uh, especially not like the film cats, but no. it's not like people all necessarily dressed up as the animals. There's like 
puppets and stuff going on. I haven't okay. seen it per- like personally, but I've seen clips from it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I really like this. Um, yeah, I mean, whenever I do this, I, it makes me want to go and see the Broadway show. I have or, never or, done this. Or the West End show. It's, it's really good. So, yeah, it's a circular theatre. You split out pretty well. And, uh, it's, yeah, like I say, it seems to me like it's the greatest hits of the Broadway show. All the songs you'd want to hear are there. You've got the act, the, the live actors, and then you've also got these these puppets of the, you know, the, the the characters from the movie. So there's a big like Simba who sort of bobs his head and moves fairly yeah. convincingly, and he's up on you know a Pride Rock looking set and singing along and having a good time. Um, but unfortunately, we didn't do it this year. We it got to a point late in the day where we basically had uh, had to make a decision on Lion King versus uh, Finding Nemo, oh. which we hadn't done before, and. Uh, I could appreciate Finding Nemo because they've taken something that has, you know, is not a musical in any way, yeah. shape, or form, and transformed it into one. Yep. Um, it's no Lion King, is that but what it's no Lion King. I would much rather see a uh, see Lion King. Fair, it's yeah. fair. But uh, that's that, I guess. And then we uh, should we should we move around to Asia? So Asia. <laughs> Sorry. Asia? Asia, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, let's move around to Asia. Asia. What have we got here, Josh? There's uh, the Kali River Rapids. Yes. Uh, did you do that this this time out? No. No? Uh, I remember that was... I remember The queue was far too long and it was shut at one point. It was like... had an issue, I guess. And yeah. It was shut for quite some... I think it's one of the tamer River Rapids rides. I don't think it's got quite the same height restriction as something like a Popeye. No, or Popeye inf- is top level yeah this Infin- is... infinity falls as well at sea world i think is a little more intense than this but yeah. you still get wet it, you get yeah this soaking. is the uh the wettest it must disney be the wettest ride. disney rides yeah. it must be because i mean there's not a great deal of, no you don't get very well on splash mountain uh really so there's not a whole lot of competition but i do think this is the uh the wettest of the wet rides and the uh the Deforestation drop is uh, quite a sight. It certainly is. It certainly is. Uh, Asia's got some good animal exhibits as well. There, there's tigers in there uh, that you can go check out, what, uh, which is a good time. What about bears? Sorry? What about bears? Uh, I, I don't think there are any bears, I'm afraid. Um, but there are tigers. Golly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got some some good uh, pictures with the tiger. There was a tiger who was uh, acting up for the cameras, shall we say. He had a ball. Ooh. He was having a good time. He was picking it up and flinging it about. And then at one point, he dropped it in the water. Oh. Looked kind of upset about it. And then went off and had a sulk and pissed Aww. up a tree. We've all been there. Is there, uh, <laughs> is there like iguanas there? Are there iguanas there? I don't know. That's a good question. Probably. I'm going to say yes. There are iguanas <laughs> around somewhere in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Where exactly, I don't no, know. No, no I'm pretty sure they're not with the tigers. But <laughs> In the same cage. Who knows? Oh, Josh, whoa. Well, the tiger's not in a cage, all right? Uh, there are I don't Komodo know what kind of dragons. Zoos you've been to. They're not iguanas, they're Komodo dragons. But they're not in a they're not in a cage. They're not in a cage, Josh. Enclosure. The, the, the tiger exhibit or the tiger enclosure is really good though, because um the, the the not only the 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 areas where the tigers actually are, but the route to get there again we go back to how well uh, Animal Kingdom uh, has got this kind of sense of place yes. in the different sections of the park. And uh, you, you go through, uh, I think they call it a tiger trail or something like that. And they, they want to create this sense of, oh, you're actually going into you know, a, a forest or, or somewhere you might actually expect to see a tiger and it will kind of open up. And there, and ideally, there's the tiger. I believe it's called the Maharaja Jungle Trek. The Maharaja Jungle Trek. 
My apologies. Yeah. Tiger Trek is the Bush Gardens version. Right. Yeah. My bad. Which is also a very good Tiger exhibit, by Ooh, the way. Okay. It doesn't feel as natural. That's the no. thing about Bush Gardens is you know, that uh, that's an animal enclosure. Yeah. Um. They they they're good. They are they they are built. I think the animals do have a, a decent amount of space for the most part of Bush Gardens, but they are I think built also with the very much with the the guests in mind whereas with animal kingdom obviously they want to make sure the guests have a good view of these animals but it also feels like they put more effort into um creating an illusion of hey this isn't just an exhibit you're actually here yeah i think this is where this tiger lives uh one of the interesting things about animal kingdom Mm -hmm. uh like when you first went or at least when we first went there was like most of the trees hadn't grown out because obviously they were all brand new because the park had just opened. They certainly were. Compare that from then well, to now. Alan, they got Alan Titchmarsh in, if I'm not mistaken. It was a Grand Four special, <laughs> 1995. Well, if they ever get know. round to doing Beastly Kingdom, they'll get the DIY crew oh, to do yeah. it. Nick Knowles. Nick Knowles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Asia uh, also got Everest. Oh yes, it certainly does. Which is broken. Well, I mean, it's in a permanent <laughs> state of broken. Yeah. In terms of there is meant to be an animatronic Yeti, but it doesn't move. And yeah. so they just use kind of strobe lighting. To B-mode, they call create it. Create the illusion of, of movement. But is it B-mode? I mean, it's been in B-mode so long. Is that is this now not A-mode? Uh, no, A, well, A-mode still exists, but they have to go in and literally uh, rip the back of the mountain off so they can get to the Yeti to then replant the Yeti because he's moved. As buildings do, they move mm. when you place them. And the footings have moved, which broke the Yeti. Right. So he's permanently busted. Yeah. But A-mode is still technically programmed in. I mean, was it at D23 last year? That I mean, people, you know, the hardcore Disney theme park fans are constantly asking for, for it to be fixed. Yeah. And, and is it right? I think the guy, the, the Imagineer you, you mentioned yes, earlier. Yes, Joe. Joe. Joe Brody, was it? Yeah. He has said, repeatedly hasn't he that he wants to fix it yeah i think he told an audience at d23 i think it was last year yes that he wanted to fix it but it sounds like it's going to be a bit of a ball ache oh yeah it would they, mean the ride being out of action for they quite certainly learned their lessons from this like um if the witch doctor at avatar breaks now you can just open the door behind him pull him out fix him put him back in yeah um Reese, you can't do that you have to do you think him. they ever will actually fix it because as someone who's no. never ridden it uh, in A mode, yeah, uh, I don't know what I'm missing. Very and, few people have. That's the thing. Well, yeah. So I go on it, and to be honest with you, the strobe lighting actually is quite effective it's at, quite make, at effect, making yeah. the Yeti feel like it's coming for you. Mm. So uh, as far as a, a, a patch job goes, it's it's a pretty good one. And like I say, if I didn't know any better, I'd just think that was the way it is. You yeah, know? it's I only because could... I'm a goddamn nerd that I even know it's broken. Uh, yeah. The only benefit I guess you'd have is you take the strobe lighting out, you could potentially get more customers on it, but mm. they've already paid anyway, so why does Disney care? Well, exactly. So I, I don't really see them fixing it, to be honest. It's, Surely, it's a ni- it makes a nice headline when guy who made this cool ride says, honest, I want to fix it. It's like, yeah, I'm sure in an ideal world, you do want to fix it, but it's not practical, is it? So If, if Disney had their way, they'd replace him with the art, uh, Snow Gollum from... Frozen, so or, or from Monsters Inc. Ooh. Oh, he's the abominable snowman. Abominable snowman, yeah, yeah. The abominable snowplow. I could get behind that from the. Uh, that's really great. Have you seen the outtakes from Cars? 
No. Not outtakes, but there's a bit at the end of Cars. The whole film is a goddamn massive outtake. Well, yeah. But, like, obviously, Cars are, like, humans in that That's film. harsh. Cars 1's not that bad. No, I like Cars 2's bad. Cars 2's bad. Cars 3 is okay. I didn't even know there was a Cars 3. Yeah. Is that a direct-to-video one? No. No, that's Planes. Yeah. Um, oh, but at the end of Cars... Because the guy who plays Mac, the truck... Mm. Also plays P.T. Flea and the Abominable Snowman. Right. So there's there's a bit where Mac That's is in... John Ratzenberger, isn't it? Like, yes. He, he's in every Pixar film. Yes. And he's Ham. Yes, of course, yeah. Who is he in The Incredible? He's the Underminer in The Incredibles. Yes. Fine, let's go through the whole Pixar. Who is he in Finding Nemo? The... the... Ray, the Ray. Is he the Ray that runs the nursery? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe he is. He definitely is. He is? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Same voice. Who is he in Wally? Wally. Uh, this he, is great content for the listeners is at home. <laughs> great content. No, someone, I don't I don't know. Someone's who. screaming at Ben is screaming right now. Yeah. It's it's the guy. It's this guy. He's the old captain. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who he is in because he's not he needs to be a bit part, doesn't he? Mm. Like Ham's probably his biggest role. Oh yeah. Um, you know my favourite Toy Story guy who became another guy is probably Rex being <laughs> Mr. Incredible's boss in The Incredibles One. Yes. He's, yeah. He's uh That's really good. Yeah. He's good in that role. Uh, anyway, Josh. Anyway, what was I saying? You were talking about Everest. Uh, yes. We were talking about the Abominable Snowman. I I'm said ba- the Abominable I'm Snowplow. Back, yeah. Uh, through what Cars. we were talking about. Cars. Mac uh, is at a drive-in cinema. Right. Okay. And he's watching Cars versions of Pixar films. Okay. So he's watching Monsters, Inc. And he's like, wow, that guy can really act. <laughs> and he, as he does the voice of the Abominable Snowplow. Ah. And then he, there's uh, P.T. Cruiser, right, which is a type of car. Okay, as PT Flea, it's like, hey, this guy's in everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I can't. There's another film as well. It's not Toy Story. And he goes, wait a second. <laughs> but yeah, it's like he's, he's in everything. Great. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. It's worth pointing out, by the way, that there's more to this ride than just a broken, abominable snowman yeah. or a yeti. Rather, it's, uh, it's also just a really good roller coaster. Arguably, one of the best runaway trains there is. Yeah, I would say so. The bit where you go, you go up to the track that then is broken, yes. and you fall backwards is genuinely kind of terrifying. The falling only, backwards into the dark. The only issue I have with this ride, based on what I've seen from, say, the new Hagrid, right, is that the track swap takes too long. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's kind of obvious there's something going on back there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see what you mean by that, yeah. Like, you, the point where you get to the breakage in the track, if this was real, mm. you would fall pretty quick backwards. Yeah. Whereas on this, as you say, it takes a little while for the track to... Because there's a track sw- swap in the mummy as well. Sort itself out. Uh, is there? You swing in, and then the beetles break out the screen in front of oh, you. Oh, of course, yes. And then you fly backwards. Yeah, yeah. That's a good section in the mummy, mm. by the way. These are all good roller coasters we're talking about right here. <laughs> sure there is. Some, there's some good roller coasters going on in Florida. Who knew? Who, Who knew? knew? But yes, uh, Everest, I think, was until Avatar came along, was the uh, the ride, the best ride 
Animal yeah. Kingdom, and it's still excellent. And and it's a stunning sight, by the way, when you approach the uh, Everest ride. And the, the shots you can get from other parts of Asia. Oh, oh, it's a beautiful. It's a. Be- I know. I've said this a couple of times now. This is a beautiful theme park. It looks stunning the whole way through, pretty much. There is not a better looking theme park. I think that's a very fair fair shout. Yeah, I think when I, I in ter- if you want to take a nice artsy picture for your Instagram page, this is the park. Mm. This is the park to go. To go to, it's it's, it's really really. Great. I guess it is helped by the fact that the rides aren't mental. No, all very good rides, but not mental. I, rides. I, yeah, the rides kind of. Um, if, if the rides were built with the with the environment of, of the park in mind, in a yeah. way, like they they all um, look like they belong. Yeah, you know, it's not just like, well, we need a roller coaster, just stick it over there. There's a clearly thought has gone into the. The makeup of just mm. about every ride in this park, so that it feels like, you know, it's all very natural. Yeah. Even and, you know Everest from a distance, the only part of the train you can really see is the bit where it goes up. Yeah. So just oh, it's just a train into the mountain. That's yeah. just a normal thing. Yeah. It's it's really really nicely done. Really really terrific. There's a bit of a break between kind of the two major sections of Asia and Dinoland USA, which I think yeah. is where Finding Nemo hangs out. Sure is the musical, which. Uh, you know, I touched on it earlier. I won't talk about it in great detail. There, there's lots of decent puppeteering going on. Uh, the way it kind of works is that all the actors are holding their fish characters up on kind of these big poles. Yes. And are sort of, you know, that you there's a, they, they a huge... the mounds, right? And it, an enormous suspension of belief is required here because obviously you can plainly see the, the yes. humans walking around. There's no attempt to kind of really hide them. There's no cats. It certainly isn't. Um so, you know, take that in mind. And the songs, I can't remember any of them, which, you know, sums up really. I think this is the kind of thing where if you Disney got, thought... If you've got kids... Well, yeah. It's, it was a quite a long show as well, um, I found. I thought it dragged. And, uh, yeah, maybe they, they thought about whether they could before they thought about whether they really should. Is, is a musical the best way in which to tell the story of Finding Nemo? I would argue no. Mm. So I don't know if perhaps this this might end up being on borrowed being on borrowed time. I think it's probably it's been better. There quite some time pro- though, Tom. It's probably better than it has any right to be. But I'm not a huge. And it fills out big auditorium. You get a lot of people in there. Fills out. So there we are. You Sucks know what they should put people. in there, Josh? Tarzan rocks. Oh, uh, that's a good. That's a, that, sure. That, that, that's a good movie. It's got some good songs in it. They should bring Tarzan rocks back. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's my take. So, Dinoland USA. Dinoland USA. Indeed. I I spent a fair amount of time in Dinoland USA this year because we did the uh, dinosaur ride. Yep. Which has a really interesting history. Um, One of my favourite YouTube channels is Theme Park History. And uh, they've done an episode on the dinosaur ride and how it was um, quite a bit more intense and scary. Um, then when it they, first opened, they yeah. kind of tried to link it a little bit to the dinosaur film that came out in, I think, 2000. It was a yeah, Disney... Yeah, it, it changed slightly to... Computer animated film. Yep, to I interact with that. I remember very little about it. And, and the way in which it's incorporated into the ride, you can totally tell it was a late kind of shoehorned in... Yeah kind of addition they can't uh, try and sell the story of basically you're being sent back in time in this jeep to uh collect a sample of the dinosaur of, of a dinosaur and the dinosaur they want you to bring back is i don't know if it's the dinosaur from dinosaur or just one of his species but uh that's the dinosaur they want you to bring back i think it's 
the dinosaur. Yeah, I think it probably is the dinosaur. But you don't actually ever see him other than on a screen in the pre-show and then at the end, I think. But the rest of it is just... It's quite, to be honest with you, it's still pretty intense for uh, for a Disney dark yeah. ride. It's, uh, it's built not... on the same technology as Indiana Jones ride in California. Yeah, um, but it's quite intense. It's rumored loud, to be coming scary. to Hollywood Studios. Uh, the dinosaur animatronics are okay. I think that you know they're not aged brilliantly. They, they but, haven't aged well. But that the, is true. Uh, much like the um, Yeti on Everest, I think the the lighting effects actually do them a lot of favors. Yeah. And I always I know where the camera is now, so yes, I always like to take some yeah, good you can, pictures. You can have good fun with the with the camera, which much like on Jurassic Park is positioned towards the end when you're coming up against the the big baddie. Yes, which is um you know it's not a T Rex, it's not one of the more sort of what you would think of as the. I, but I think how they the how scary they dinosaur is going to eat you. It's, do um, it is scarier. Yes, I I would agree. He he, it, he feels like he's coming a lot closer. Yeah. And again, it's a lot to do with the lighting, but it also you you come up against him twice, don't you? you yeah. You, there, there is a there is a part where you see him for the first time, then you see him again towards the end. Yeah. You get stuck at one point. You. This is. <laughs> it's quite some, rough. There's some the bits way, in this ride, ride which I don't quite get. You enter and you're in two wheel drive mode, hmm. which doesn't make any sense. You go back to the <laughs> Jurassic period. Whenever it is. We don't even go at 88 miles an hour from what I like, can tell. Why are we in two... Why have you got a four-drive Jeep but have it in two-wheel drive mode? Doesn't even make sense. Well... It's purely a plot device. So they go, put it in four-wheel drive mode! <laughs> Where's the consistency well, here? Consistency in, referee. In the engineering. Uh, interesting point. I don't know if you know this. One of my useless facts on Great. the theme park. I love useless facts. Uh, there are some pipes... Throughout the uh, load and unload area. Right. And actually, I think through a lot of the queue as well. And they are red and yellow pipes. Okay. You might not remember them. They are there. What's the significance of this? That is from when the ride was sponsored by McDonald's. Oh, really? And the red one is for ketchup and the yellow one is for mustard. Great. Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. Well, that is a useless fact, though. Thanks very much. No worries. Yeah, this ride's still here. And uh, I don't know if it'll ever be something they look to update or replace or whatever. I mean, I think Dinoland USA, the 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 when Animal Kingdom was in the planning stages, they had um, two lands that were kind of a bit of a toss up, which was yes. Dinoland USA and uh, something called Beastly Kingdom. Basically, they they wanted this park to, for the most part, be this celebration of kind of the natural world and you know animals that we're all familiar with from real life. But they also wanted to have a slightly more fantastical uh, section of the park. Yeah. And originally, the plan was to have a Dinoland USA, which I, I say it's fantastical. I mean, clearly dinosaurs existed, but they've kind of been um, uh, uh, glamorized by you know fiction. Yes. And that is all now what everyone's point of reference is when it comes to dinosaurs is stuff like Jurassic Park. Um, so they were gonna they wanted a section based on dinosaurs, and then they also wanted a, a sort of more mythical. Um, lineup of 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 creatures um for a section of the park that would have been called beastly kingdom and then basically disney decided well we can't afford to do both we need to make a call here and they went with dino land because it was the cheaper of the two yes and there's a great story about the team that was working on beastly kingdom then basically got poached by universal and went and worked on the lost continent brilliant 
which basically, is which is fun. The Beast of Kingdom would have been where Avatar is today, I believe. I think that is right. It is certainly would make was. would make sense. If you look at some of the uh, older logos, yeah, there's a dragon. Still has the dragon in it. Yeah, indeed. So I think when Animal Kingdom opened, the plan was okay. We haven't had the money to get them to get it in, but the the long term plan is to get Beastly Kingdom in here, and obviously it never happened. So. Mm. Um, that's that's some of the interesting history between uh, behind Dino Land and why it maybe feels a little bit out of place because it is the uh, well, without uh, before Pandora, yes. it was the only slightly more yeah. fantastical section of the park. You you heard a lot of people complaining when they put Avatar in. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, animals. And sure, but it actually, in a weird way, kind of respects the original vision for the park. Exactly. Yeah. And Avatar, you know, whatever you want to say about it and however cynical you want to be, it does try to have this kind of pro-environment message. Yes, so it, absolutely. It fits with the with the park in that sense yeah. pretty well. Um, but yeah, Dinoland has the dinosaur ride. It also has some sort of more kiddie stuff, doesn't it? It has uh, Primeval World, Tom. Primeval World? I, I've never done this. Oh, I went on that last... <laughs> What is this ride? I, uh, I always assumed it was some sort of teacups thing, but that's, no, that was just based on its name. Really. Yeah. So this is a crazy mouse style roller coaster. Uh, okay. So there's one of these at Bush Gardens, which I have done. But you don't. But it also spins. Oh right. Like the, again, like there's one at Bush Gardens that spins. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah, a. Nice. I think there's also Spinball Wizard at Alton Towers and uh, the Dragon Ride at. Chessington, I don't know if that's still there, but um, they also spin. Right. Uh, oh my god, it's awful. Is it? Is it bad? Does it make you feel queasy? It hurts. Great. It's throwing you about, juddering as it hits the brakes. Wonderful. Yeah, because there's like almost too many cars on the track. Right. So it has to basically hold you at every single brake section. Oh, okay. Um, so you so hit it. It's not very smooth. No. Right. Um. I think I don't know certain, but I think I read somewhere that it might be um, closed for maintenance, but put on you know one of these closed for maintenance, which basically means it's shut. Right. Uh, it's kind of in this sort of fairgroundy section of yeah, Dino Land, like isn't it? Which is I've never been in there because it's always total chaos. And none of the rides on paper look like something that I need to concern myself yeah, with. Yeah, so there's a carousel, I think. Yeah, okay. there is. And there's a little Ferris wheel type thing, isn't there? Yeah. And there's see. also some fairground, uh, you know... Games. Games. Yeah. Yeah, through, through a ball at some cans. and. Can we look up what the name of this restaurant is that I ate dinner at? Uh, Restaurantosaurus. Restaurantosaurus, that's the one. Yes. Yeah, I, don't know. I had a pretty good burger in there, to be fair. I mean, it was very fast food, don't get me wrong, but... You could customise it to an extent. It was like, it was over. It was, I was going to say overpriced Five Guys, but Five Guys in of in, in of itself is is overpriced. Yes, it's kind of like it's 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 an average Five Guys kind of kind of situation here. You get a burger and then you can go and and top it up with a load of stuff, uh, but you have to get the toppings yourself. Is this a, is this a? But there's a decent selection of stuff you can chuck on there, and the chips were pretty good. I was fairly happy. Is this a fast? Service, yeah, yeah. You you yeah. go up to a counter and you say, "I want m- meal one, like a Mackey's, yeah. yeah, or meal three yeah. or whatever." And um, they give it to you, and then yeah. You... I've also eaten here. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I had a brownie as well for dessert. Ooh. I regretted it. Uh, really? Quite well. I mean, I was pretty full. Uh, sure. After my burger, and are I you thought... saying that the brownie wasn't good? Or no, just it was pretty you was, good. You was just 
No, it was good. Yeah, food. it was just a case of I hate myself. What am I doing? <laughs> right. Why am I doing this? I'd cake for breakfast. Well, we, we went to Voodoo Donuts for breakfast multiple times on our holiday. I didn't eat breakfast those days. Oh, yeah, right. Well, now I mean, I've, you know, you know about the crescent moon now. So exactly. One of the days that they all went to Voodoo Donuts, I was like, I'm going to go straight into Ireland and get myself a cookie. A cookie. Cookie. Uh, yes, Islands of Adventure trip report for all the lowdown on what is the greatest cookie of all time, Josh. It's big. It's a big cookie. It's a good cookie. Yep. Very, very good cookie. I want to get into the cookie making game myself. Do you? Yeah. Right. I need to try that out. I wonder if there's a recipe online for the Universal Studios cookie. Uh, I think you can make a pretty good cookie. You don't, not necessarily the same, but I reckon you can make a better cookie. And then I have looked up Florida food recipes before, notably the... Uh, these are famous across the states. They're, everyone loves them. I think it's uh, the, the red lobster cheese biscuits. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which are basically we would probably describe them as closer to being cheese scones. Yeah, uh, but they call them biscuits. I, I think we, I think we have them over here as savoury scones. They're very buttery and salty. Yeah, and they are amazing. I think we call them savoury scones over here. So if someone serves them. So good. I think we we do non cheese ones. When it well. comes to, I mean, every restaurant I've been in in the states will give you some sort of free freebie, whether it's bread uh, or dough balls or nuts, whatever it might be. The cheese biscuits, which they call bread. So if you've never been to Red Lobster and they say, "Do you want some bread?" And you say, "Yes." There's no loaf coming up. You're getting these scones. <laughs> you get scones. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but they're really good. Yeah. So, uh, it bugs me that they call them biscuits. Yep. Uh, of all the things, like well, they call them biscuits on the men, like on the on all the 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 verbiage. Yeah. Uh, and the documents and the, and everything, they are called cheese biscuits, cheddar cheddar bay biscuits. They are called. But when the server comes up mm. to you uh, and takes your drinks order and says, "Do you want some?" They say bread. Yeah, and you go, "Well, yeah." It's like, yeah, sure, and we know what you mean. Yeah, but some people if, are if gonna you... some people are gonna be like. I was expecting yeah. a baguette. It's, it's your first time there. Yeah. And you get scones. Yeah. Gonna be what's up? Yeah. And if you say, hey, you said bread and I've got scones, they're just gonna be even more confused. <laughs> Wait, what? I mean, I know I said bread, but I haven't brought you scones, I brought you biscuits. <laughs> I don't even know what a scone is. What is a scone? Um, <sighs> I like. It's, I get fries. I get called in chips fries. Mm. I don't quite get called in crisps. Chips. chips, or I also don't get calling scones, biscuits, no, or bread, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. So there we are, and they call all types of biscuits a cookie. Yes, that is true. Yeah, that is true. Which is wrong. You'd probably, th- I mean, to be fair, like Americans would be really confused if you tried to describe a biscuit that we call a di- a digestive. I mean, a digestive doesn't sound very appetising, t- to be fair. Well, no. As far as naming a biscuit goes. Well, because it was originally a medical thing to help you with your digestion, I believe. I mean, yeah, like, sure, but... Back in the day, which is why it's called a digestive. Right. Like, this is I when we didn't so. know, we thought, you know, bloodletting helped. Yeah? I, so, because the biscuits help us with our digestion, yeah. we call them digestives. Yes. Right. I mean, a brownie's helped me go to the shits pretty well. I don't call them poo slabs or something. No, but if you make, you can make blondies, which are white brownies, I believe. They're made with white chocolate rather than... Right. I think. But that's nothing to do with how they make you feel. No, but because digestives were originally designed 
for digestion. Not all biscuits and food items are named because they help you do something, Tom. <laughs> no, I know that, which is why I find it weird that the only one that is is the digestive. I can't think of anything else well, that's named it's... after something it helps you do. Well, no, but like medically, nice biscuits well, from Nice. Sure, okay, but that's buttermilk, different. Buttermilk biscuits are made from buttermilk. That's different, though. Yeah, but they used to, digestives were. You didn't buy digestives for anything other than I don't call to help you with I your don't digestion. Call popcorn, dry mouths. No, but they were a medical product at the time when they first came out. They weren't. I mean, that just a so- product that you've okay. goddamn bought. All of a sudden, I mean, people have been blaming our obesity crisis on McDonald's ads. Now, I think it might actually be because it, historically we gave people biscuits <laughs> for medical reasons. <laughs> This is ridiculous, Tom. This is like buying a cat. Like you can get you, you can get cat biscuits. You that did claim you did to... history at school, right? Yeah, we literally did medicine through history. Medicine through time, Josh. Well, get it right. Time, history, same thing. I may not have been paying attention to the biscuit module, but I know what the name of the course was. All right, Boris Johnson. Josh, I think this is a sign that we're pretty much done here. I will quickly mention that I did the nighttime show called Rivers of Light. Of course, you did. I've never done a Disney nighttime show. Considered before. one of the weakest yeah, shows of all the Disney I mean, shows. I've told the story before about how we have repeatedly got to the very end of a day at yeah. Disney Park and then we've bottled it for various yeah. reasons. It's got too busy, the crowds are too huge, it's too impractical to get to a good place to see what's happening. The first nighttime show we ever did is now finished. But the Rivers of Light, I think on this occasion it was partly because um, the, 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 the one day tickets are so expensive. We were, we, I think we were all kind of like, we need to get as much out of this as possible. So we're going to stay the whole way and see this show. Uh, it's 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 okay. It's very slow paced. I, I'm kind of torn on it. On the one hand, I like that it's not um, full of you know you know Disney iconography and uh, you, you, the fireworks show at Paris, for example. Yeah. It's easy to get caught up in the hype. My, They're playing my, the Star Wars music. My least favourite of all of the Disney but shows you, when that you, I have seen. But when you get to the, the gist of, of that particular fireworks show, all they're really doing is playing movie trailers on the castle. Yeah. And I'm a nerd, so yeah. in the moment, I can get into it. But when you then step back and think about what you've just seen, it's pretty low energy, it's pretty lazy stuff. Yeah, it's super lazy. It's capitalism, the fireworks show. And Whereas this uh, Animal Kingdom is at least... It's quite serene. The Paris it, Castle is the worst castle to put that show on. It, as well. it fits the vibe of the park, I will say. Yes. You've got these floats that come out onto Discovery River. Yeah. Um, and they uh, there's lots of lighting going on, um, fire effects. So basically projections. And then eventually they, they do some cool stuff with uh, sort of water fountains and then projecting light onto the fountains that are then showing you images of nature. mm from presumably some of those Disney uh, nature docs that they that they make, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where they sourced some of the footage from. Well, so there is a new one going into Epcot, isn't it? It's so. pleasant. It's it's fine. I I think it's a little bit maybe too low energy, uh, especially you know at the end of a long day. It's dark. You don't want to upset I, the animals. I can't. That is a good point. But it, it was a little bit like Are you trying to put me. I, I might fall asleep here, and not because it's boring. It's just kind of got that vibe. It's something you yeah. could fall asleep to. I'm yeah. relaxed more than I'm necessarily engaged with yep. it. But I'm glad to have done it because, as I said, I hadn't done it before, and uh, there was some, you know, visually yes. impressive 
moments within the show. I, I actually think the best thing about Nighttime Animal Kingdom, maybe other than Pandora, as we mentioned earlier, uh, is the projections that they uh, do oh, on the tree, tree of life, yeah. which is very cool. It's very lovely. Because um, there's some great carvings of, of animals on the tree, and they project light onto it in a way that makes it look like the animals are moving. Yes. Um, and it's convincing, actually. It's very good. Uh, but that is Animal Kingdom, I guess. Yeah. I, I guess we'll end it there. It's been a, it's been a bit of an epic, but it's a big park. There's a lot going on. Yeah, and presumably it's going to be pretty set in stone for for some time now. Seems I, that way. I, I can't um, imagine they're going to rip anything out here, and uh, you know, there's potentially space in between, as you know, Africa, and we would look into the future, far flung future, in terms of a of an expansion. I don't know if there there is space there between. Yeah, the Africa Disney and... maps don't allow you, don't show you no. what's around them particularly. Yeah, so. it's hard to know because obviously with Animal Kingdom, maybe more than any of the other parks, you'd imagine there's a lot of behind the scenes space. Yes, you in need some animal to, care and, and, and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's a big park. There's a lot going on, and and absolutely, uh, it was very busy when I was there, and it, and it could get a little frustrating. But in a way, I I kind of appreciated having to take my time with everything because, as we've said. Uh, it's it's got some stunning scenery, so it's worth taking some time to soak it all in. I would say, lovely. That's going to do it, Josh. Yeah, thanks very much for uh, being here, especially for the education on the history of digestives. No worries. Uh, if you've got some interesting biscuit facts, you can email us as Ben did at podcast at parkrush dot com. Yep. You can also follow us on Instagram at parkrush podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed the show and you're not subscribed. Yeah, you can do so on your preferred podcasting app of choice, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and various others. And yeah, if you're able to um, leave us a review on on Apple Podcasts, by the way, that that helps us out in terms of ranking. So um, please do leave us a, a rating or a review if you listen to us on there. Uh, other than that, I think the only other thing to say is that you can also find every previous episode at parkrush.com if you would prefer. And there yeah. are some handy playlists on there where you can find, among other things, uh, all our previous strip reports. Yeah, you've done such a good job there, One handy list. Thanks very much. I try my best. I should probably be getting paid for this. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Ciao. Bye.